This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at chef.com. That's chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone. This is the very first pop culture episode of Hot Off the Mess for Tuesdays. You might be familiar with these episodes that come out Fridays, but not any longer because there is, I feel like, too much going on in the Bravo sphere that I have to dedicate an episode to it every week. So just to refresh, just to remind you, Tuesday's episodes of Hot Up the Mess will be pop culture based and Friday episodes will be all Bravo, you know, like with Potomac and Beverly Hills and the Erica drama and just like, I don't know if Jen Shaw drama happens or I don't know, really anything Bravo related. I will be talking about that every single Friday. I like the Potomac, the new season. I just feel refreshed. I feel rejuvenated. I feel invigorated. And it gives us, I couldn't, I couldn't just talk about Beverly Hills because I really can't talk that much about New York. It's too, um, how do I say this? I'm just not invested. I'm just not invested in the whole thing. As I mean, if you haven't listened to my episode last week, please, please do. I kind of tear Ramona's ass up. So for this week, the pop culture sphere has been a little quiet, in my opinion. Like, I just want to know, like, are all the celebrities asleep? Where are they? What are they doing? I don't understand, like, why no one is being photographed, like, stumbling into a bar or in an Uber or, like, anything. You'd think after 2020, like, we'd get a ton of celebrity sightings. And we're just like, I'm just not seeing it. And I got to say, it's a little disappointing because... Benefer 2.0 cannot carry this like on their backs. Like I, I need more. And because I also just like want more like nostalgia. There is some stuff going on with Vinay Zellweger and Aunt Onstead, I believe is his name. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I mean, that's really not carrying me through. Uh, but speaking of those two little fame whores, Benefer, Jen and JLo, they are reportedly looking at $65 million houses. So this to me feels like a little soon feels a little impulsive, feels a little 
just I feel like we're moving a little quick here. Like I like literally three months ago, they were just seen in what was it? Wyoming together, Montana, one of those little one of those states over there. Uh, so to be looking at $65 million homes is just, ooh, that's that's a doozy. But then again, I ate four hold the cones in one sitting the other day. Thank God, like no one fucking saw me. I was, I was standing at my kitchen island just shoving my face with fucking hold the cones. If you're not familiar with hold the cone, please go to Trader Joe's. Run, do not walk to fucking Trader Joe's. They are delicious. They're like these little mini drumstick cones. <sighs> They're delicious. They're just everything. Um, I have no more left and I'm really depressed. Other news, like like I said, you guys, it's kind of been a slow week, but singer Halsey had her first child with her boyfriend, Alev Aiden. I don't know if there's any relation to Jen Aiden. I fucking hope and pray because if we get a Halsey cameo on Real Houses New Jersey, like I will shit my pants. But they named their baby girl Ender Ridley. Now, congrats to them. Hate the name. I does not receive my my seal of approval. I'm just not into like those kind of names. Like they just, it always feels like if they're like trying too hard to be like different, like when people like name their daughters like patchouli or like, it's just, it's not working for me. Uh, but like I said, congrats. I know that this person is not everyone's favorite, myself included, Camilla Cabello. But I have to say, like, props to her for, like, standing up for herself because over the past, like, this past weekend, she was seen, like, just walking around, working out in a sports bra and leggings, like, very casual. And people were, like, completely fat shaming her. It's disgusting, the things people were saying. I get that, like, you might not like her, but to sit there and, like, criticize her body because she has a normal body, she's not, like, she just is healthy. Like, I'm just confused. I don't know what anyone, what, what do people want people to look like now? It just like feeds into this like horrible, horrible narrative of like, you can't wear certain things or dress a certain way unless you have a certain body type. And I just like, I thought we were past that. Clearly we are not. And that's just, it depresses me to like my core, but okay. I have to rant about something. If you follow my Instagram, you know that, well, okay, there's a couple of people on this planet that I just really cannot stand, and I'm going to talk about her. Her name is Jessie James Tucker. I cannot stand this woman. She, okay, if you are unfamiliar, let me give you the rundown on Jessie James Tucker, okay? This is coming from someone who was a fan of hers back in, like, 2012, I believe it was. Yes, because that's when her show with her husband, Eric Decker, came out on E! Very cute show. They seemed like a fun little spunky couple. He was always kind of like rolling his eyes at her, like crazy quirkiness. And like they seemed like very sexual with each other and very into each other. And like she just seemed like very down to earth. Like she was just like, you know, she's like a rich country singer, married football player. And she like still shopped at Target. You know what I mean? Like, it. she just felt very down to earth. My feelings have changed since because her Instagram really made me not like her a lot. Um, I get a lot of messages. People feel the exact same way I do. But then, of course, I get a lot of messages where they're confused. Like, they ask me why I don't fuck with this person. Uh, well, many reasons. 
So, like, for example, on her Instagram, like, she'll post pictures of her and Eric. Like, literally, he's, like, almost inside of her. It is so absurd. Like, we get it. We get it. You guys fuck. Like, we're, I'm, we fully understand you have three children. Like, I, I, listen, I love a PDA, but it's in every photo. He's, like, standing, facing her. She's facing him, and, like, one leg is, like, in the air, and he's always holding it, and they're always, like, leaning and kissing. It's, it's, like, and, like, one time she did this, and the caption was, we never take photos like this, and Vivi just captured us. It's, like, your five-year-old daughter did not take this photo of you. Like, there's just not a chance in hell. And also, you do shit like this all the time. Like, you are not fooling anybody, okay? You are not fooling a single fucking person. So there's that. There's, like, the -the over-the-top PDA. Like, and I also think it's very much, like, doth protest too much, in my opinion. Like, it weirds me out when couples are on Instagram and they're just, like, like, professing their love to one another constantly. It feels weird. And it, I don't, it doesn't feel real to me or natural or, like, it's from, it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel sincere. And I I started to see through this because, like I said, she started just doing this all the time. And it became very kind of exhausting because it's like we liked you because you were a real person. And now I feel like you're putting on this act and it's just like it's not fun. We're, we're not enjoying it anymore. I understand that she has 3.2 million followers, but like uh, who don't get me started on, okay, I I am getting started. We're started. The games have begun. So let me continue on my rant about Jesse. So there's the over-the-top PDA on Instagram. It's also this like, she put out a cookbook and this cookbook, I will put it side by side on my Instagram for everyone to see. I have done this before. There is actually a deep dive on my highlights. Go to at Bravo Historian on Instagram, JJD Highlights. It feels to me like she kind of copied Chrissy Teigen's cookbook. I mean, like down to the font, it's the same. It's like the same kind of like scribble handwriting. It's like very, it's very, very, very similar. And the photos inside. So like I have Chrissy Teigen's cookbook. I understand that she's canceled right now. Like I totally understand I love her cookbooks, though. Like, I think she has great recipes, but that's probably going to get me, like, a lot of heat. But I got to tell you guys, she has this, like, really delicious zucchini fries. Anyways, so the photos in the books just look very – they have similar vibes. Like, the vibe that Chrissy and John have, like, with their dogs and they're in the kitchen and she's, like, feeding him, like, noodles in bed. And it's, like, very cheeky and very fun and, like, very playful. And – Jesse kind of is doing the same thing, but like in bubble baths with like Eric and it's like very, you know, she's trying to show like I'm a, I'm a mom of chaotic kids and I, you know, still want to be sexy for my husband. And like, so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that like it was basically the, the same kind of book that we were getting. And also people um, were laughing about, I guess her mom put out a cookbook or something and people were kind of like laughing about it because her mom, the recipes are like how to make a salad. And it's like, go to Kroger, buy an in the bag salad and just put it in a bowl. Like those are the type of recipes we're getting. It's not like these like over the time. She's not Martha Stewart. She's not, you know, doing the most. She's like literally doing the least and calls it like, and tries to slap the word like relatable on it. 
which I think is like so annoying because it's like this like white mediocrity that like people just fucking fall in love with that I cannot stand. <sighs> just infuriates me. So again, if you follow my Instagram, this is my views on these issues are not going to come as a shock to you. And like, if you don't like it, I'm sorry, like you can go fuck yourself. I know that that's probably not like a very like PC or like nice thing to say, but like I will never be quiet about like these issues. But so I remember when Colin Kaepernick like first took the knee and obviously I'm in like, I support that a hundred percent, uh, Jessie was very vocal on her Instagram about that, how this was like unacceptable and disrespectful to the flag and like all this fucking bullshit. Okay. Just fucking white Republican Nashville nonsense. I just don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And that's kind of when I was like, Ooh, we got a Trumper. We got a Trumper on our hands. We got a Trumper in the midst. And I just don't like that. I don't like that. Like you have such a huge platform. Like at the time she had like a million followers or maybe 2 million. And like, that's the message that you're spreading. Like you're so ignorant. It's just so infuriating. I'm like really heated about this actually. It's like now that I'm talking about it, I didn't think I'd be ranting about it for this long, but like here we are and I haven't even gotten to the present day of why I'm even discussing this. But I just wanted to give you guys like some good backstory on her uh, there's also great like Jesse James Decker Reddit threads. Now I've never gone on them because I don't understand how Reddit really works. Like my brain cannot compute that fucking website. I find it to be the most overwhelming website on planet Earth. That and the Zara website. Like can't figure it out. Tell me. I just want to click on a button and read. Like I don't want to click all around. I don't want threads. I don't want arrows and likes and comments. I just I just want the fucking facts. I want people's opinions. Anyways, so there's that. And then like her mom posed with like maybe she was in it too actually that they posed with Melania Trump and like Jesse sang at this like charity event that she was at and it's just like okay now we got the the confirmation the Colin Kaepernick thing was alluding to that but now we got real deal confirmation that she is a, a Trumper a fucking Trumper and then so then you know COVID happens the election is going on. Black Lives Matter protests are going on. This was like last summer. And I made a call of action because there are several celebrities who have huge platforms. And I'm just like, you aren't using your voice and you aren't using your platform to like spread the like the fucking what the movement is about. And but she made sure to talk about Colin Kaepernick and never once never once posted about Black Lives Matter to her 3.2 million followers who are very, I believe, very influenced by her. I think people don't understand like how much pull certain people on the internet have. And Jesse James Decker is one of those people because again, she comes off as relatable to a lot of like Southern women or like, you know, moms and they feel like, oh, she's hot and she's cool and she shops at Walmart and like she's so down to earth. It's like, baby, she is not. She's fucking scamming you. And I know she has a store in Nashville, which apparently does well. But from the DMs that I've received, it's people really just going there to just like get a cute Instagram photo or like maybe they'll see her or maybe they'll see Eric. I mean, I would love to see Eric in person. Like that man is fine as hell. Uh, I feel like he's trapped over there because that brings me to my next point. I've also heard rumors that she allegedly has isolated him from his entire family. 
Um, he was a football player. He was his dad and family went to every single game of his. Like they were super, super close. And then ever since they got married, that is just not the case. And she kind of, this is kind of a pattern with her. Like, so enter, I'm going to talk about her brother next. Okay. Now John is kind of garbage too. I will admit like this man is not like an upstanding citizen in my opinion. Like because he'll throw his sister under the bus at any chance. But so him and Jesse were really, really close. They always posted pictures together. He has a now wife. I think her name is Allie. They seemed cute, like very like standard, uh, cute little couple. And he proposed to Allie at Jesse's house. It was like a thing, okay? And by the way, Allie has a beautiful voice. I don't know much about her. I know her voice is like, she's a really good like singing voice. Anywho. So they were close is what I'm saying. So their dad, their biological dad is like very, he's a very distant figure in their lives. Like he has not been in their lives for years and years and years and years. And people think that Steve, her husband, her mom's husband is her dad. Absolutely not. No, it's this other guy. He, I believe was in the military and not that that like means anything. I'm just saying like just facts that I know. But so John had posted a picture with him. And I guess the family, like, lost their fucking minds. They got in a huge fight, absolutely huge fight over this. And Allie, his wife, was super pregnant at the time. I love that I say that I don't know anything about these people. And then I'm like, and then they're, like, a Gemini rising. And their blood type is, like, B positive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fucking clown, honestly. Anyways, so ever since that day, he has, like, made it his mission in life to basically talk shit about his sister whenever she does something terrible or does anything for attention. So if you follow this person and the news cycle that surrounds them, you'll realize that a lot of it is always surrounding like clothing line launches, album launches, like this and that. It's never about what it's actually about. It's just to get free. It's basically just to get publicity and to get press and have your name in the fucking paper, Roni style. And so last week she took to Instagram stories and she was crying on her Instagram stories because her quote unquote friend sent her a Reddit thread about her that called her fat, that called her boxy. And she was like so upset about it and she was crying into the camera. And now I just don't believe that for one second. So I posted it on my Instagram. I was like, I don't think people call her fat. Like, I, I mean, you can say a lot of things about her, but like calling her fat is just not, I, I can't imagine that ever coming out of anybody's mouth ever about her. She's like five feet tall and fucking jacked. Okay. She is like ripped. She's a great little body. I do not fuck with her, but like you just don't say that about someone, number one. And number two, I just don't think that that's true. I think it's just a way for her to get attention. So then her brother took to Instagram and said, basically called her out and was like, isn't it interesting that you treat people horribly and then you're surprised when it kind of come back and bites you in the ass? He'd never named who he was talking about, but like, obviously he posted it like four minutes after she did. And it's just like, 
okay, John, like we got it. And he's also like very public about their fight. He will like, if you DM him, he'll probably respond and be like, yeah, she's a fucking bitch. This is what happened. She's a fame whore. She does this. She isolated Eric from his family. Like he doesn't give a single fuck. He will like burn that fucking house to the ground. Like seriously, like he will Daenerys Targaryen her ass. Like he does not care. Because, okay, after she did this whole thing where she was crying on Instagram, it was this horrible thing, but she's on vacation with her daughter and she's just, you know, trying to show Vivi a good time. It's like, whatever. Shut the fuck up. Like, the the next day... It's all over like page six, Radar Online, Daily Mail. It's it's literally on all these fucking blogs that she was being fat shamed and she was doing this. Okay, she's not being fat shamed. Literally no one says that. It's kind of like when influencers, like I find this to be the strangest thing. Influencers do a lot of weird shit. I give them credit where credit is due, but there are certain ones like mommy influencers that creep me the fuck out. I don't think your kids should be on Instagram. I just... I think like unpicture here and there is fine. I don't think like I need to see your kids like first tooth. Like we're good. I think it's a lot to do with consent. Anywho, we'll get on that tangent in a little bit. So I just think, okay, so the headlines were everywhere. See, I lose my train of thought sometimes. Like my head just goes in a million different directions. So then, and then it comes out that she's got a new clothing situation dropping, like a new like summer skims type of situation. Isn't that interesting? I find that to be a coincidence, right? That after, you know, she was crying about being called fat, that like now she has a whole like clothing line, seasonal drop or whatever people call them now. Come the fuck on. But so she's Nashville friends. And I say Nashville friends when I talk about people who are like fake as fucking phony because there is like this group of women in Nashville that that give me bad vibes bad vibes, dark vibes. And I talk about them all the time on Instagram. They really creep me out. They're very like, they're all like little Jesse James. They're all little Jesse James suckers because, so one of them is Jenna Kramer, who that girl is tragic. The way this woman has used her husband's infidelity as a way to get press and to get basically paid is so sick to me. I will never understand it. Like she will post on her and people say like, oh, she's being transparent about marriage, you know, struggles in marriage. No, guys, marriage shouldn't be that hard. That, no, it really shouldn't. I, listen, I'm single. I don't know who the fuck I am that I should be giving marriage advice to anybody. But to me, like, that's not something I look up to. The people that I look up to, like celebrity relationship wise, is like Goldie Hawn and like Kurt Russell not married. I'm not saying you shouldn't get married. You do whatever the fuck you want to do, but they love each other. I'm sure they've had ups and downs, but they're not like on fucking Instagram. You know, she's not taking, Goldie's not taking selfies fucking crying and her Brooklyn in sheets, you know, with hashtag ad at the end about her fucking, about Kurt cheating on her. That like would just never happen. Or like, you know, you know what a couple I really like? Uh, what's their face? Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. They talk about how they go to couples therapy, how it really helps them. But they're not like sitting on fucking Instagram trying to get a people ad, you know, people magazine spread to talk about it. It's ridiculous. And then they did a podcast. These her, Jana and her fucking loser husband did a podcast He's cheated on her so many times. And then she'll go on Instagram and be like, oh, today was a bad day. I found another photo on his phone of girls' boobs. It's like, yes, 
Like, he's a terrible life partner you chose poorly. And he's also just awful. And you should just get divorced and shut the fuck up. Seriously. I cannot stand it. And there's also a reason that she is not on the Drama Queens podcast along with Sophia Bush and the other two girls. I'm so sorry. So shameful. I don't know their real names. But Peyton and Haley from uh, One Tree Hill, they have a podcast. Go listen to it. It's amazing. Where they detail like what was going on in every episode. So anyways, I guess she has a fight with Sophia Bush. Like I guess they have a thing because Sophia Bush probably doesn't fuck with her because she's not a real person. Like she's kind of this like Instagram persona bullshit. And I just, whoo, whoo, I'm heated. I am, I am lit up. And then there's another Nashville girl. This is going to be a hot take because she was, you know, she's an Olympian, but Sean Johnson, she just gives me bad vibes. She's not as bad as the other ones, but just, I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like her energy. I think her husband's scary. Like he does these like, I, okay. I just think any grown ass man, doing like weird TikTok dances with his wife, like needs to seek help. I don't love, I don't think men should have social media. I know it's a hot take again. I just really struggle with it. Like I've talked about it with, on this podcast before with my friend Paige, when she came on, like the idea, it gives me the ick that if you, if you go on TikTok and you see a, a man who set up his phone, walked back to the other side of the room and then walked towards the camera and like was doing some like weird little outfit fashion show and then had to press stop. Like think of that thought. Think of that happening the next time you're like, damn, that guy's really hot. Think of him setting up his phone and like having to like rush and like hurry and like press stop. Like that is disgusting. This is what this man does. He was a football player and now he's fucking doing TikToks with his wife in their living room. And by the way, all of their living rooms are gray. All of their living rooms are white. And I love a neutral, but it's just this like aesthetic. It's this aesthetic of these specific group of people that I just, I don't love. I just don't love. I feel like they're not real. I feel like they're not real. And again, I don't like when people put their kids on Instagram. This is not just pertaining to them. It's really anybody. I feel like I just really struggle with it because this is your child's life that you are now putting on the internet without their consent. You are showing the world something embarrassing that they have might have done or said that will follow them in years to come. And like just so we're just now starting to see actually some people come out who were like one of the first like mommy bloggers kids. So like their moms were like, you know, the OGs of the influencer game. Their kids are now older and they're actually speaking out and they're like, I wish my parents didn't do this. I didn't need to be, my life didn't need to be documented in that way so publicly for fucking AdSense or, you know, sponsorships or like any of that shit. I think it's great if you are an influencer and you, you know, use your platform for good and you speak on, you know, what's important to you and, you know, social justice issues and everything like that. I don't love when I can tell. And I think a lot of people are starting to catch on, actually. That's why the influencer life is starting to it's just starting to shift away from like the heavily curated photos is like, it just all seems really inauthentic. And I just struggle when I see people who I think get engaged or married or have kids strictly because they know that it drives content and engagement. 
There are tons of them that do this. And while I think a lot of what they do is actually really hard, it just feels very, I always, I always use Heather DeBrose quote, but it just felt hollow. Like when she said that to Gretchen Rossi about her proposal to slay on the top of that fucking building in that horrible Marilyn Monroe dress and he like got out of the helicopter. It was so stupid. When she reposed and like Heather looked at her and she was like, yeah, like I felt nothing watching that because it, it didn't feel like a real moment. Like it felt so put on. That's how I'm starting to feel about a lot of influencers. Now, one of my favorite influencers, his name is at haters. That's H-A-Y-D-E-R-Z. He's hilarious because he's like kind of, I don't want to say he's the anti-influencer, but he kind of pokes fun at the whole thing while also being one. And he, he does a really, really good job of kind of like navigating that like line. And it's just really funny. And I just really enjoy him like thoroughly. But yeah, wow, that took a lot of time. So sorry about that. I really had to get all that off my chest. There will probably be more to come later on because these people just continually like give us shit to talk about. Uh, but so that's that's a wrap on where I started with Jesse James Tucker. I somehow ended up plugging haters Instagram. I don't I don't know where that fucking went. Okay. So since our favorite celebrities aren't doing it for us this week, let's talk about what the fuck was happening in pop culture in 2004 with this week's Pop Rewind. So on July 16th in 2004, Queen Martha Stewart gets sentenced to prison for five months. And then she, on top of doing five months in prison, she had to do five months house arrest. And then on top of that, she was fined $30,000. She was charged, of course, with financial related crimes, which was like also not that shocking. What did she do exactly? So it has to do with insider trading. In 2001, a biopharmaceutical company called I'm Clone got itself into a bit of a hot spot when it failed to get FDA approval for a new experimental drug it was developing. One of the company's founders, Dr. Samuel Waxel, advised family and friends to sell their stock in the company, knowing its value would take a dive once the news became public. As it happened... Martha Stewart sold 4,000 shares in I'm Clone stock the day before the FDA announced that they had rejected the company's new drug and managed to save herself a cool $45,000. But this does not go unnoticed, and Stewart quickly came under investigation by the U.S. government. That was by MASH.com. I did not write that. MASH.com, shout out to you for putting it together for for us simpletons. Uh, Silly Martha, that's all I got to say. Silly girl, what are you doing, girl? I mean, truthfully, I know nothing about stocks, and that is... Uh, I love to like reference the fact that I got dumped a month ago because I think it like, (laughs) I just think it's funny. That was actually one of the things, fun fact that he said that he didn't like about me is that I couldn't talk about finance or stocks because like, I just don't know how money works. I literally looked at him one time and I was like, is the stock market real? Like it feels fake. Like I was like, a man made this up because there's no fucking way this is legit. Like this just feels so silly. Apparently that's a turn off. <laughs> Apparently that and not being athletic is a turn off to men. I listen. I was like if that okay, we don't really need to get into that. I could rant I could rant about that cuz now now I think it's funny. Uh, at first, obviously, I didn't. But anyways, okay, back to Martha, silly Martha. So, in December of 2004, she gave an update from prison. I love just the idea of Martha Stewart in prison giving an update. Like, you know that scene in Legally Blonde when Elle goes to prison and they're like talking over the phone? That's how I picture this going down is she's talking to Elle Woods and she's giving her all the tea. But so she says, 
She's looking forward to getting back to my valuable work, to creating, cooking, and making television. I've had time to think, time to write, time to exercise, time to not eat the bad food, and time to walk and contemplate the future. That is the most Martha Stewart in prison sentence I've ever heard. To not eat the bad... Martha, you're in prison, bitch. You're in prison. They're feeding you like fucking mashed potatoes and like fucking carrots. Like what did, I don't know. And like, oh my God, you know that, you know what, like lunch meal, like lunchtime food, like when it would be like chicken and they'd give you like a piece of dry ass chicken or turkey. Like I remember during, like in high school, they would, before Thanksgiving break, they would have like Thanksgiving lunch meals. Disgusting. Absolutely not. Electric chair to those fucking, what, what is that company called? The G, uh, not GMC. That's a car. Uh, Gordon's. Gordon's Food Service. Fuck you, Gordon's Food Service. You were not feeding the children of America good food. You were feeding us Tyson chicken and it was fucked up because all that shit is hormones and nasty shit. And it was just awful. So dry. Anyways, so I can't imagine. Yeah, Martha, you're probably not eating. You're not eating good food in prison, but you're you know, I get it. I get it though. Like I get what she's saying. I just, it's also just the most Martha Stewart thing of all time. But what I really want to talk about, I want to talk about the prison poncho. You know, the prison poncho. She was seen wearing this poncho (laughs) that I will refer to as the prison poncho for the rest of time. Like when she was seen leaving to go home to fulfill the rest of her sentencing, you know, the five months in her luxury estate. Really, what a nightmare. She was basically doing COVID before COVID was cool. Like she just was locked in her house, that big old mansion. But I gotta say, I love this poncho. It's very, it's really, it's got a sweet little story behind it. So she said in 2005 in a New York Times report that, quote, this was made by a friend of mine, a wonderful lady. She said as she held up the poncho at a company meeting shortly after her release, The yarn came from the commissionary. The night before I left, she handed me this, not wrapped, because there is no wrapping paper. And she said, wear it in good health. Martha, Martha, Martha. (laughs) This woman knitted you a beautiful, or crocheted, knitted or crocheted, a beautiful prison poncho for you. And you have to mention the fact that it wasn't wrapped because there was no wrapping paper. Obviously, obviously there's no fucking wrapping paper. You're in prison. You are in prison. I, you listen, I love prison tea. If you are ever like bored or you just like are trash like me, please watch Jailbirds on Netflix. It is some of the best television I have ever seen. We've only got one season. Please, if if a lot of people say that there, there's one show they could go back and rewatch for the first time, it would be like The Office or Friends, which you know I hate. Uh, it would be jailbirds for me. There is nothing like seeing those women with poop rain down upon them because someone, some man fucking clogged the toilet to get his revenge at a woman on the floor, on the woman's floor. That is a real story. A real story. A man was getting revenge on his lady. And so he made poop rain down upon them. There's literally feces falling during some of the interviews. It's some of the best television I have ever seen. Uh, There's also romance. There's, you know, breakups and makeups and heartache. And also you hear like kind of an, 
I'm not going to like romanticize prison because it sounds and looks like hell. This was definitely not the Danbury Correctional Facility where Teresa was staying at. This is like the one in San Francisco that's in like the middle of a fucking city and it's terrifying. Uh, But yeah. Okay. Please watch Jailbirds. Stream it. Netflix. Uh, But anyways, the prison poncho. She still has it to this day and she still loves it to this day. And I love that about her. And, you know, she's palling around Snoop. I wonder if Snoop has worn the poncho. I guess we'll never know. It's kind of like that TikTok. I guess we'll never know. I don't know where that comes from. Like, I don't know who originally said that quote. I guess we'll never know. I think it's a song. Anyways, okay. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Hot Off The Mess. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you listen to new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And don't forget my new podcast with my BFF, Chris Lewis, The Shortcomings Podcast, a Sex and City deep dive, comes out tomorrow on Wednesday. So excited for you all to listen. It's so fun to go back episode by episode and dissect everything that was going on at that time. We go into like what was going on in the world, the fashion world, like like the Chris even found some of the reviews from the very first episode of Sex and the City and they're tough, real tough. If people said those things about me, you would never see my face ever again. Also, check out The Dip's other podcasts. Um, There's TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slip Pig Podcast, and there's so many more. There is a Drag Race podcast called Exposed. It's incredible, and I know that there's more to come that you guys will just love. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and have a good day. Bye. Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> Michael Sarah. It's showtime. And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother father kind of spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Rated PG.